here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Parents Coffee Talk. I'm Dr. Cleopatra, and I'm here with the amazing Dr. Roseanne. And we have a beautiful special guest today, Maru Davila. And I would love for Dr. Rowe to introduce Maru to all of you. You are going to love learning about Maru and about Mexican superfood and about what it's like being a mom and building an empire, really, which is what Maru is doing. No, fantastic. Well, I have the pleasure of introducing you, Maru. So she is a Mexican-born mom and chef. Uh, she's also Harvard-educated, which I didn't even know, so I'd love to hear about that. Um, she's the best-selling author of Mexican Food Diet. She's also a certified health coach, nutrition coach, and specializes in healthy cooking. For 30 years, she struggled with her weight, eating disorders, depression, and many health issues that modern medicine couldn't cure, and she regained her health by going back to school and mastering her own nutrition, which is so cool. So tell us a little bit about your health journey. So, oh, Roseanne, thank you, Cleopatra and Roseanne for inviting me here. I'm so excited to share these with moms, but my health journey was long and and the reason why I be, you know, I, I'm doing what I'm doing, which by the way is my dream job is because I don't want anybody to go through the health journey I went through. It was a 30 years of a very bad journey going down, 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 down until I touched bottom in all areas of my life. And I feel bad that I lost so many decades where I had all these potentials. So sharing my story, I want people to struggle as little as possible, if possible, nothing, and to you know live to their full potential every single year that they have the privilege of being alive, right? So uh, my journey started by being a Mexican-born, very driven, focused on achieving and climbing the corporate ladder since I was very young. I started, a, I worked for a Fortune 500 company, which was uh, a typical in a, in a coming from a Latin world. You know, I'm the first woman in my family to do many things like going to college, going to, a, I got, like you said, my MBA from Harvard. All those things were weird. I was like the weird, the weird uh women in my family, but I still went at it. The only thing I forgot is that I forgot to take care of my health, make a little time for myself or take care of my health. And I thought I was invincible. You know, I'm pretty strong, like both of you are. And I felt like nothing could stop me, but it did. When I got to Harvard uh, in my late 20s, I was at my worst ever. Physically, not so much. I was still like managing, but mentally, I can see now that I was like operating at, at half, like 50% of my capacity. I had no idea that I was depressed. I had no idea that I, I, I just could not think clearly. And I was struggling with the demons of eating disorders because I, I think it was just a negative circle. What happens is you get into these bad eating. And so you, let's say I would binge, for example, when I was stressed at work or later at Harvard, and then I would feel really bad the next day and I would punish myself by not eating or I would exercise. I've, I've been always sort of like athletic. So I would like try to overdo an exercise. And, and then when I couldn't keep it anymore, I would binge again and on and on and on. And as you, as you both know, as doctors, I was just depleting every single part of my brain and body over time. And I'm just, I had no idea. So I kept going like that. I reached my forties and, uh, and I decided I would. I wanted to be a mom, and this yeah. will be 
you know, and, and really I thank God I didn't have um, anybody like you, Cleopatra, that would help me, you know, navigate these very dangerous and, and very delicate time. I, I, I should have been so careful because you get one opportunity, right? And you get, I didn't have anybody like you. So I just thank God that I was able to have a healthy baby. But uh, right after I had her, I got like completely turned upside down, got hit with postpartum depression. And although I, I, I recovered, you know, as everybody warns you, you may get that. I think people like me who are completely, you know, um, un, malnourished, right? I mean, I sort of like was eating and it wasn't like I was in poverty, but I didn't know how to feed myself. And so what's sad is that for three years, I just really was in a cloud. I, I was not the mom I know I can be. I didn't enjoy my baby. I, I was just like, just like navigating in a very great, I don't even remember a lot of stuff. And so anyway, I kept that. What, what triggered the change in my health journey was something that I, I just think, uh, you know, I just feel blessed for having encountered that. I just was so great. My, my relationship with my daughter's uh, father, my finances, whatever you want to think was upside down. Because I do believe that as I was putting trash in my body, my life little by little became like a junkyard in everything. My decisions were bad. I mean, they had been bad since like my early 30s. And anyway, so I, I just finally decided to do something. And I didn't really know what. Some friends encouraged me to work for a goal. The goal I chose, why? I don't know. I just said, well, I always wanted to be a triathlete, but I don't know if I can. They said, why not? So I, I did it. And what, what's interesting is because it was a failure, my first race, I just, it just woke up the thing in me that I, I don't quit. I don't like to quit. I don't like to, to lose if I can, right? And so I just started to work really hard to find out what could I do better next time, which I did. I changed a lot of things. I got into the right groups, get coaching, do things not on my own. I'm, I've always been known for trying to do everything on my own and <laughs> then taking forever or not doing it right. And so once I got the right help, I was able to win my third race. I, I was able to join a women's competitive team. And that's where the tipping point starts because they put us on this diet that I thought it was just to be better. I took it. I wanted to win more. And what, what ended up happening is that they, they didn't inform me that they were taking out certain foods from our um, from our diets that, you know, they help with less inflammation so we could be stronger. And by doing that, suddenly everything I had been struggling for the last 20 years, I had been going through some severe uh, chronic inflammations. I had uh, a few kidney infections, took me to the hospital, monthly uh, sinus infections, yeast infections, uh, and depression, as you heard, a lot of digestive issues. Everything started to like calm down. I mean, before every medicine I was taking on a monthly basis, which unfortunately, as you guys are going to feel bad for me, I had antibiotics for five years permanent. So that really wow. did a big damage on my gut. And so at that point, I had no idea how bad I was, but I started to see like the light. And that led me to go back to school and study and learn all the things I know now. So it's a really weird story, but I'm so blessed that I sort of like found accidentally the way out. And that's why I'm so passionate today to see if I can help anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, Maru, I wouldn't call that a weird story. I would call that a pretty, your story is unique to you, but your story is common that you were somebody who was really 
trying, you were a high achiever and you burnt yourself out. Yes. And, and talk about your postpartum. I mean, three years of being in a fog, a lot of mothers feel that way. So and he talks about it. And Maru, what a powerful story. And, you know, I'm so sorry for everything that you went through, but thankfully you did. And now you do what you do and you speak up and you speak up so elegantly and so beautifully and so honestly and in your full rawness. And I love that about you so much, you know, just how, how real and truthful you are. And now you get to make a difference for so many people and you're creating this new food line that is going to make such a difference for people. And I'm, I'm just so excited for people to learn from you and to, to benefit from, you know, all the struggles that you went through. And I especially love what you said about, you know, you want people to not have to waste one year of this precious life they've been given because you feel like you lost so many years. But I also just want to affirm that those years weren't lost. You know, but I, I just feel like I, right now when I see like, you know, as a mom, we all want to be like my, you know, my precious daughter, she's, uh, you know, still young today. She's nine. And I just, how I can be now a role model. She looks up to me. I'm strong for her. You know, I can be the, the person I was born to be. Whereas if you look me back, if you, I, I, I was nowhere there and, you know, she didn't know cause she was very little, but I, I'm so glad. However, I did it. I found a way and I, I, I would summarize it that I, I grew up, you know, I, I guess starting in my in my teens, around 15, somehow food became, I mean, I was a normal kid, you know, until somehow something had changed that food became my worst enemy. I was always fighting it. And it really destroyed me, obviously, because I didn't choose the right food. But uh, But then today, I can say food is my best friend. I'm still like, you know, I love eating. It's my favorite time of the day. I, the one thing, a few things changed, right? It became like, now I see fuel as my, my secret weapon. You know, when people say, oh my God, how do you do the things you do? Or why are you so energized and strong? And, you know, I'm, today I'm 52. I mean, I really feel I'm, you know, 10 times stronger and better and fitter than when I was in my 30s. Well, I don't even exercise a fraction of what I did. And I attribute it to finding what the food that worked for me and making it my best friend, my secret weapon, my pa the power behind what I, what I do. And that's sort of like why I'm just infatuated with trying to inspire people to find what works for them and discover what are, you know, what eating good for your body and your health because we all have differences obviously a cake is not good for any of us no matter where you come from your genetics whatever right yeah. but uh but you know there are certain foods that can be good or not good and so having the ability to discover that and taste and figure out what it feels like to wake up and i mean i wake up super early and i just can't wait to do like gazillions things I'm, I'm like excited i have so much energy and so that's sort of like what i've discovered through food now maru um you know you have this best-selling book called the mexican food diet did your journey inspire you to write this book or what did inspire you to write this book well so the the book it's obviously it's my first book and it ended up being a combination of obviously the diet, which is sort of like a, a way of eating. It's not really, when I say diet and I mean lose weight, I don't mean in unhealthy weight. I mean like just being, 
I was really tired of this yo-yo dieting. I, I did 30 years of professional yo-yo dieting. I added the amount of pounds I gained and lost. And I think I could have, it was tons. I mean, it was crazy. When I was doing the book, I did have that fact. I forgot it. But, but I just wanted a permanent way of just living. I wanted no deprivation, no hunger, and no boring food. You know, because mm -hmm. I, I was addicted to food for sure, the wrong food. I'm addicted to food now, but I, I'm addicted to the food that I feel and notice that makes me feel better and happier because I'm all about like being happy and feeling great. So I, I, I wrote my sort of like biography. I, I sort of like spilled the beans of everything that I had not told anybody until then. When, before I wrote my book, nobody knew of all the demons I had been struggling with. But after that, I was pretty, you know, okay, now it's there. Now, what can I do with it? And how can I help others? So that was one part. And the other part was, okay, trying to show how Mexican food I discovered was one of the best ways to resolve a, a variety of challenges I had, which I think a lot of us have. And a lot of us, uh, if we don't know they have it, we should at least work on that. And let me tell you, do you want to know what they were? Yeah. So, uh, okay. So the first one was I, as I, I just had like so much cravings I couldn't control. And I just I just feel like I didn't know how to stop that. It was, and I, it's not your imagination if you've ever had those. Those are real, and it's there's certain foods that trigger this cycle of just addiction. And the more you eat, the more you want. So I needed to to resolve that. I needed also to uh, resolve inflammation, right? I needed to resolve the toxins in my body. I had accumulated. I learned through my studies and all that, and I needed to heal my gut that had been destroyed either through my own like genetic things, my lifestyle on top of that, and then the medicines that the doctors gave me to address other things. So I, I started, well, what can, what could work? What ingredients? I started to become like a little like, okay, how can I do this? And how can I make them taste good? And I wasn't willing to eat like boring food at all. You know, if I was going to change it, it had to still be good. So mm -hmm. I just became creative necessity, right? And I started to find these ingredients came up over and over and over again, and they just look very familiar. And it was um, a lot of the recipes I grew up with, but, but funny you know that for all those 30 years of all that battle, I really didn't eat much Mexican food because I assumed it was bad and I just avoided it. Now, I, I, I joke because there are certain things I avoided that were good. For example, an avocado or a guacamole. Oh, my God, that's too much fat. But then what about that muffin or that pizza? That was like, oh, that was don't think about that. That's not yeah. But I really, I started to find all these ingredients and I'm like, oh, interesting. And I started to find recipes as my mom, look at grandma stuff. And then I started to modify them. If I saw things that were inflammatory or things that I didn't think serve um, my purpose, because I didn't mention, but as a Latino woman and some other, you know, ethnicities may have the same thing um, or just genetically, I had to watch my, my sugar because I'm genetically predisposed to a high blood sugar and I could have been probably diabetic by now had I not found a different way. And so I had to also, you know, just try to find how to, how to do all that. And I, I modified those recipes and I was surprised that they came to be even tastier. I started testing it with my family. My, my husband is not Mexican. And, uh, and I just started 
cooking and doing things and they didn't even know we were on a healthy diet right they just start eating that way over time both him and my stepchildren I have adult stepchildren they st stopped wanting to eat what we used to eat and wanted to eat more of what I did which is whole foods lots of vegetables I do use a lot of fun sauces and spices and you know, different things. It doesn't, don't think it's all has to be heavy. When I invite people over, they say, oh my God, that plate looks like it's going to be so much. I'm like, just trust me. If you trust me, it's not going to, you're not going to feel lethargic or bloated or anything. And so they go, oh my God, it's like, it looks like substantive. So you are satisfied. You're not going to be hungry, but then you like feel light. You don't have, you know, luckily, unless you have an allergy, digestive issues, and so I've really been out for that, proving all these interesting recipes and twists to Mexican food. Yeah. Some of the recipes, I, I don't even have to modify them. Some of them are just healthy on its yeah. own. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's so important to really put flavor and spice your foods. Because I always say, I think people, when they start eating healthy, it's one of the things they think of, like, oh, I have broccoli, it's just got a little salt and butter on it. There's so many different ways to do vegetables that really stimulate the taste buds, and that's important. And I know you talk a lot about Mexican superfoods. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Make it so cool. Dish out <laughs> yeah. the Mexican superfoods for us, please. Yeah. I would tell you that Mexican superfoods, like all other superfoods, uh, I call it Mexican because they were either originated in Mexico or they are heavily used in Mexico. So I went out and searched for those superfoods. Superfoods mean also that in with just a little, you can get a lot of nutrients, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. I also wanted that. And they, um, they were things that I could easily add to meals or just eat on their own and they would really um, feel my whole philosophy, which I may have shared it before, but the whole healthy eating that feels like cheating is my obsession. You know, yes. how can I, like you say, not broccoli, boring broccoli. I love broccoli anyway, so I, I could eat it anyway, but I prefer it in a tastier. But you can't have broccoli with butter three times a week. Like you gotta have variety. <laughs> you gotta have, you know, that's why people get bored is they are so limited. Or steam vegetables, like, oh my God, I, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the superfoods that I found, I'll tell you my top eight. And by the way, I have a gift uh, for your for your moms uh, that I would love to share. But the the avocado, who doesn't love avocado? I think avocado, I love it because it was it's it's great for a lot of things, but it's super important for brain. Remember, I'm very I, I, I suffered a lot from not having my the best of brain health. So I, I really love foods that will help me that. Beans, another one of my top superfoods, great for gut health. And, you know, it's a great plant-based protein. I, I'm not against animals. You know, everybody has to do what works for them. But I, I like to have more plants than nuts. So I, I love when I find things that add the right nutrients. Chia seeds, definitely yeah. in Mexico, a big energy booster. I mean, I, I put chia, chia on my water and that used to be my go-to um, energy drink for with some lemon. Uh, for my pre, uh, you know, hard workouts when I used to go to the gym. Um, I still go, but not, not as um, often. And I, when I run, I do, I do that too. Um, there's many ways you can do chia. I, I love hot peppers. You know, everybody thinks about Mexico. It doesn't have to be spicy. There's ways to take out the spice and get the, the nutrients. I mean, yeah. peppers are amazing to boost your metabolism. They're also amazing to 
to control appetite. And so that's, not, of course, they're, they're amazing for immune system. I'm very interested, having been sick for so long, in ways that I can boost my immune system at all times and for all times, and including my family. I can tell you that I can, my daughter doesn't eat spicy things. And um, we've done my famous guacamole with the way you take, uh, if you do the peppers, if you take out the seeds and the veins, especially, they're not spicy. She doesn't even know that it's there. She just told me the other day, it has a kit, but I, she would be not happy. <laughs> but it's really good for you. And so it's definitely amazing for inflammation. You know that as a doctor, you know, you would always want us to keep inflammation low as if it's the mm-hmm. cause of most diseases. Mm-hmm. Hikama. I don't know if you love jicama, but I love, I love jicama. I do too. I I actually like jicama with some lime, salt, and actually some heat, like some cayenne in there. Mm -hmm. Well, jicama I love and everybody likes it raw. I got to tell you, most most often than not in my family, we roast it or we can even roast it. Yeah. Okay. It's very hard. Okay. Watch the secret. It's, I, I use like a, like a 400, 425. Okay. I just like brush it a little with uh, some um, healthy oil and some sea salt, maybe spice if you like it. I do like spice, so I put half of it spice. And then you just bake it for about 22, uh, depending on how thin or thick. But if it's very thin, you, you want to do maybe 15 minutes. If it's thicker, you want to do, you can do up 20 to 30 minutes. It's just mm-hmm. so it's so good. I mean, you got to try it. I got to try it. Well, totally I, mean, I didn't do that. You know, I don't need like, I, I'm gluten free and corn free. And so when I do uh, chilaquiles, which require tortillas, I've even used jicama like that, or I use it to dip the guacamole. Jicama is my go-to. It's great for your gut health. And given somebody like me with so many issues with God because of the medicines, I, I, I love jicama. And then mm-hmm. another Mexican, this is urgent, pepitas. Pepitas. Ah, yeah. Pumpkin seeds. So they're, I think they're good for fertility too. I like it. Yeah. And for immune system and for a lot of things, but they're a plant-based protein. And again, another good way that I can add, for example, if I do a guacamole and I want to do it a full meal, what I would do is just put the guacamole on top of arugula or whatever greens. We just, in our, in our house, we love arugula, but you can do spinach, greens, whatever. And then you put pumpkin seeds as your protein. So you got your healthy fat vegetable in the guacamole because I, I put a lot of things. And then you have more greens and your protein. And that is just a complete meal. Tomatillos or tomatoes, I love them. We use in Mexico a lot. And they're great for inflammation. Um, they're also great to you know, for prevention against diseases like cancer, which I love, uh, you know, anything that can protect us. And then the eighth one that I, I can tell you, I can go on and on, but we don't have time is chocolate, right? Who doesn't yes. like chocolate? Yeah. For somebody who struggles with mood, I tell you today, I don't, I mean, I could be moody one day, but uh, it's just like a short term, like everybody else. But imagine like I was in a low mood for years. So when I say mood, I don't mean those days when you don't, you feel a little gray. No, I mean, like, permanent grayness and so chocolate is great for your mood and it's great antioxidant and it's just great so you can use it obviously without the sugar if if you can and and dark chocolate is amazing so those are top 
superfoods that you can do so many things. And I can tell you a hundred more if you want, but. Um, I love that. Maru, tell us where we got your Mexican superfoods guide. Where do, where do we get it? So I, are we able to post the link? Uh, yes, we'll have yeah, so, our show notes for sure. Yeah, we can share the link so you can download it. I would love you to have, because I also put some, uh, one, one easy recipe. The other thing you need to know is I, I love cooking. I love eating. I don't like to spend like a lot of time on it or do complicated recipes. So everything I will teach you will be good for you, taste good, but it will also be, be quick. If it's like very, like you got to watch the sauce for like five hours and then change it here and there, it's not going to be me. No, I love it. That's awesome. That works for real life for most of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think people are afraid of cooking because they think it's complex and, mm -hmm. you know, it's just not that way. I mean, the majority of food that I cook is simple, but tastes really good. It, I use a lot of herbs and spices and um, we like really spicy food too. So we use a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My kids are crazy. They like eat raw jalapenos and stuff like that. They love that kind of stuff. It's good for you. Um, but yeah, so thank you because that is really a nice thing to give people simple um, recipes because we're all living busy lives and we want more whole food. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned some stuff with focus and some of the things you do. So you really focus on high nutrients, lots of protein, any other food hacks that you feel like have been really helpful for increasing focus? I think the healthy fats, I, all the time I struggle with weight and depression and all those things. I was avoiding fats. Of course, not the ones in junk food, but let's say in general, I was just scared of fats. And mm -hmm. uh, I think fats today are my best friends. There's not one meal that I don't have a healthy fat and I'm not scared of them. And mm -hmm. so nuts and you know, olive oil, avocado oil, avocado, seeds, you know, just in many ways, um, I, I, I make sure I have enough healthy fat. Healthy fats, it, it nourishes your brain. It also keeps you feeling satisfied. It helps you reduce cravings. You know, you, you don't want to be eating all day because you're hungry. When I tell my daughter, what, you know, why are you hungry? I mean, probably because she didn't eat the nutrients I put. If you eat like only like high carbs, even if they're healthy carbs, you're going to be hungry in two hours and then you're going to be eating every two hours. Ideally, if you have the right balance, like good amount of protein for your body size, um, some healthy fats and lots of other nutrients from vegetables and um, or some complex carbs, then you should be able to uh, go on for four to six hours without being hungry. I mean, after four, six hours, if you're hungry, that's good. That's normal. But uh, every two hours, yeah. there's something you, you missed. Yeah, that's a really good point. It is a good point, you know, because people sometimes are eating every couple of hours and their, they're, you know, insulin's rising, their blood sugar's rising, and it's not always the best choice for people to, you know, three solid meals is way better. Two or three solid meals are way better than just constant eating. And grazing, which is, yeah. I think, a little bit of a paradigm shift in the community that we are a part of. Uh, we we know this, we talk about this, this is common knowledge, but I don't know that it's common knowledge everywhere in the world because it used to be that people would say it's, you know, eat six small meals a day or it's good to graze and keep you, that helps to keep your blood sugar stable. But the reality is that every time you're 
taking in food, even when it's healthy food, you are having a blood sugar spike. And so you want to be um, spacing out the, those blood sugar spice, spikes as much as you can be, right? Or at least to a healthy degree. Now, that, that I just want to note for, for my, preg- my in the future and conceiving and pregnant mamas, it's a little bit different when, you get in, when you're pregnant because yeah. it actually is the better thing to eat every two to three hours, but that's a different scenario. So in the trimester for fertility, we're spacing out those blood sugar spikes as well. So I just wanted to note that because I think we take for granted that that's common knowledge. Yeah, that's a great thing about the moms I work with you because you're an expert on that and you can buy them because every, obviously every period is different. And there, I mean, I'm just so, you know, I'm just so grateful that you're there. I I wish I had known you. And and, um, I think it's just such a blessing that people going through such a, I mean, the biggest project of our lives that would have somebody by your, by your hand and not like guessing, right? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Mario. That's so I nicely said. It's true. Thank you. Yeah. And Maru, you are do also doing, talking about babies, you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got a new cooking channel that you're working on. Yeah. Tell us about yeah. your newest baby. We want to hear. <laughs> you know, like, am I going to have another baby? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, Maru, I believe you could. Looking the way you look in your early 50s, if that's any reflection of how the insides are aging, I believe you could have another baby if you want. You know what? God gives people as many as they can handle. I can barely handle one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you see me, like, I, I, it looks like I have 10 kids, you know? But uh, no, I have Maru's one. Maru's like, know thyself. <laughs> So my new baby, so I really discovered all this journey also in the health journey that I love food and I wanted to teach more. And so I'm, I'm creating a new uh, TV channel. It's called, um, it's called Chef Mardu and the whole thing is healthy Mexican food. But you know, I also, when I teach, it's always going to be tasty, simple. And I I love to empower you with knowledge of why I I want you to know why we do this. I don't know if you, you've heard me say this, but my whole thing is make every bite count for two. It has to taste good. It has to keep you, get you excited. You want to eat it. It mm-hmm. has to be like, oh my God, it's lunchtime. I'm going to eat this. You know, it's so cool. It has to be that. But it has to be also good for you in, in the moment and over the long run. And so it, it will be good in the way of how it nourishes your body and brain. It will be good in how it keeps you with stable energy and mood throughout the day as opposed to, oh, I, I mean, I, it's been a while, but, I, but if, if you remember the last, the last time you ate not so well, but it's these like, oh, it tastes good. And then a little while you're like feeling lethargic and a little depressed and you can't think and you're like bloated and it's not fun. And so I don't want that. So what I'm going to teach you is things that you can do simply for have fun. It's relaxing. So yeah, so it's healthy eating, healthy Mexican food with Chef Mardu. And I'm going to be having two shows a week. I think it's going to be lunch anytime, probably around the time um, you're seeing this. How exciting. Maru, where can people find your cooking show once it's launched? I would love to to post um, the link on the show notes so they can access and subscribe. And I would love to inspire you. And you can like send me whatever comments, questions you have, because I love doing things that people want me to do. Perfect. We would love that so much. I know our mamas are going to love that. Thank you so much for that, Maru. That's awesome.
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, thank you for being a resource for our moms, and I hope they tune into your cooking channel because who doesn't like yummy, tasty things that are easy to make, right? Yeah. Um, and I know my kids love Mexican food. I mean, the foods yeah. you talked about are are things that are tops on our list. And me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you guys need to come over for my, to my house soon to, to have lunch. We're there. I don't live that far from you, Maru, and, and Dr. Ro will be back to visit and we will come over for lunch. We promise. We would love. We will take you that up. Sounds like a plan, a post-corona plan. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe we can record it and share too. That would yeah. be Ooh, That'd be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, Maru, thank you for being such an incredible inspiration. Your story is such an inspiration. I don't know if everybody can fully appreciate the extent to which not only you have this amazing energy and you are so guapa, which is gorgeous (laughs) for anybody who doesn't understand that word in Spanish and has the most amazing heart. And we're really, really honored that you are here with us today and that you came to share with our mama. Thank you so much. Well, I, I want to thank you for inviting me and I want to help. I want to thank both of you with what you do for the many people that you help with the most passion and love and you inspire me and thank you so much. I love oh, you. Both. Isn't that so sweet? We thank love you, you too. Thank you so yeah. much. We would love to have you back again and we'll definitely come cook with you and eat with you. <laughs> Love you, Mario. Take care, my mamas. Yeah, thank you for being here, everybody. Have a great day.